This is episode number 62 with the president and CEO of CASEL, Collaborative for Academic, Social and Emotional Learning, which is the trusted source for knowledge about high quality, evidence-based social and emotional learning, Karen Neewe. Welcome back to the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning podcast. My name is Andrea Samadhi. I'm a former educator who created this podcast to bring the most current neuroscience research along with high-performing experts who've risen to the top of their field with specific strategies or ideas that you can implement immediately. Whether you're a teacher in the classroom, a parent trying to figure out homeschooling and working from home, or someone in the corporate world to take your results to the next level. Today, our podcast comes full circle. As anyone who follows our work will know that we launched this idea almost a year ago when I saw a huge need for a platform for social emotional learning with CASEL's first SEL exchange in 2019, when that conference drew an interest from over 850 speakers around the country to present their ideas to help improve our schools, homes, and communities with SEL. And this inaugural conference drew over 1,500 attendees from 48 states and 30 countries. I am thrilled to have Karen Mimi, the president and CEO of CASEL here today. Karen oversees and directs all of CASEL's activities to enhance and expand evidence-based social emotional learning, including practice, research, communications, policy, and development. This is no small feat, but as an accomplished business leader with a long track record of success in the education sector, she blends an understanding of school systems and pedagogy with solid business practice and has successfully led educational companies through all stages of growth. She's also helped schools advance their education missions by making research and best practices accessible and actionable by teachers and administrators and has bought learning tools and strategies into school systems and students nationwide. Welcome, Karen. It's such an honor to have you here today. Thank you so much. I'm very happy to be here. Thanks so much. I must first of all give a shout out to David Adams from episode number 54 for introducing us. Thanks, David. And to let you know, we've had quite a few leaders from CASEL like Clark McCown, the president and founder of Excel Labs, that I know is on the advisory board for CASEL's measuring uh, SEL initiative, as well as the Yale Center for Emotional Intelligence founder with his phenomenal book, uh, Mark Brackett and his Permission to Feel book. So thank you so much for coming on to share your thoughts, experiences, tools, and resources for SEL at such an important time for parents, educators, and really everyone. Thank you. So to, just to dive into our questions, Karen, I was speaking with the president of a large publishing company to potentially develop an SEL program, and many people in this company were still unclear of the years of research and data behind implementing SEL in our schools. So even though there's a huge interest in SEL, not everybody has caught up with the benefits behind implementing SEL programs in our schools, or even an emotional intelligence training program in our workplaces. So I pointed them to your research page and explained about the 11th percentile point academic gain, but how can we spread the word of all the resources and research that CASEL offers that's really been the hallmark of your work since its founding? Great. Well, why don't I start by just uh, 
sharing a little bit of an overview of what resources we have um, so that people are aware of what's out there. So Castle is advancing social and emotional learning research practice and policy. And so the kinds of resources that we have span those, those domains. Some of our more well-known guidance tools include guidance for district leaders, and that is the District Resource Center. Um, it's a framework and a library of resources that comes from our partner districts on how to support uh, district learning uh, systems building for SEL. We also have a school guide. It's called the Castle Guide for Schoolwide SEL, and that offers a process to support systemic SEL implementation at the school level. We also have the Guide to Effective Program Selection, which is called um, our Guide to Effective SEL Programs. And that is sort of like a consumer reports guide to help districts and schools identify programs that have high quality research. And so um, it's a great way for school and district leaders to, to go to, to figure out what works. And then we also have policy tools that are for a state resource center on the website as well. Um, and there are a lot of other resources, you know, the, the, the Castle website is full of, of information. I might wanna mention also the assessment uh, products and the assessment guide. You know, there was a measuring SEL assessment work group that provided blogs and a state of the field report. There are framework briefs. There's an assessment guide that helps um, educators know and understand what types of, of assessments exist and what their most appropriate use is. So, you know, a full range of resources on the website that would be helpful. We also recently released a, a set of resources that were really designed to help people respond in the moment of this crisis. So in response to COVID, we now have a Castle Cares webinar series, which is every Friday. And we also have specific information on the website that curates um, resources that are free from program providers to help lend additional support in this moment. Absolutely. So castle.org has so much for at all um, educators, district leaders. Um, you could spend hours on that website just diving in and figuring out what you need and then um, implementing the resources. Yeah. And there's also a lot of people who work with Castle. You have your board, your staff, consultants, funders, and collaborators. And I've been following Linda Dusenberry very closely because I've been following the Collaborating States Initiative. And I feel like I've been watching her since 2016 with amazement as schools started with slowly implementing standards in and also in your research department. But can you give an overview of everyone who works with CASEL? So that's a really good question. You know, CASEL is a collaborative. And what that means is that we have... Not only do we have a staff and people who work full-time at Castle, but we do a lot of work through partners, um, both individuals and partner organizations across research practice and policy. So let me kind of outline for you a few of those, um, recognizing I won't be able to hit everybody. Um, but as you mentioned, you know, we have a great staff. We have um, 
people like Linda and um, Roger Weisberg, who is our chief knowledge officer. Um, Dr. Uh, Rob Jagers is our vice president of research. Melissa Schlinger runs our practice division. We have uh, a lot of, of partners who also are affiliated with other organizations as well. And so folks like the American um, Association of School Administrators, we work with AASA, NAESP, other organizations to reach specific um, audience types. Um, we also have research projects with folks like the American Institutes for Research. We work with the folks who are in the Bell Network. Um, we have advisors that contribute to many different projects. You know, you mentioned the Collaborating States Initiative. Um, there are a set of advisors with whom we work, including the Council of, of Chief State School Officers. We have research partnerships with folks at different universities. Um, we have uh, other types of partnerships with folks like the Science of Learning and Development Alliance. Um, so really a broad range of partners. And the partners really are, are uh, working with Castle depending on the project. So, you know, you mentioned the assessment work group as well. What we tend to do at Castle is identify the issue or the, the um, area of focus and reach out into the broad field to bring in the experts and the leaders in specific areas and create, create opportunities to work together to solve those problems. So the, the list is long. We also have a great board. This is also listed on our website if you're interested. Um, but some of our board members you know, you mentioned David Adams, who um, we think is just a fantastic voice and leader in the SEL space. Um, some of our other bo uh, board members include people like Tim Shriver. Uh, you might, you know, Mark Brackett, Mark Greenberg, Catherine Bradshaw, uh, Kim Schoner-Reichel. Um, Janice Jackson, who is a C, uh, the CEO of Chicago Public Schools, is on our board. So we have a lot of um, terrific people on staff, on the board, and um, in our partner organizations, all working together, really trying to advance the research, the practice, and the policy for SEL. I know I started following Castle. Really, it started when I was looking for a background on the competencies, and I wanted to align the work I was doing with and I'm going back 2014 and I just found Castle and your competency circles and out of all of them I just wonder if you can give an overview of what you think about these competencies what's missing in our schools and what's different from now why are these competencies so important in making an impact versus 20 years ago yeah well you know I would say that the competencies aren't necessarily different. I think there is a much greater knowledge and understanding about how important this work is, right? So, so let me back up and say a few things. You know, 20 years ago or 25 years ago, I think it became clear that social and emotional learning is an essential element that needs to be addressed in our schools as part of human development. And we know that when kids ha are strong in social and emotional competence, they do better in school, they do better at work, and they do better in life. 
And we have been working to really help create positive, safe, supportive learning environments that enable the fostering and the development of these skills. And so what is new is not necessarily the competence. What is new is there is, a, there is much more research now on how to work with schools, how to work with families, how to work with communities to actually implement systemic SEL in planned and ongoing and systematic ways. Um, and we think that as people and as educators and as leaders learn how to create the environments in which you can foster these skills, the better students are doing and the more fulfilling and satisfying and enjoyable school is for everybody, including the adults. As more and more schools begin looking for SEL programs, so highlighting evidence-based programs is so important. So I know on Castle's recommended program guides, how do people access them um, through your website? What's the best way for people to find your recommended programs? So that's easy. Just go to the website, um, the Castle's Guide for Effective Social and Emotional Learning. Um, guides are on there. They're free. Um, and they're accessible to anybody uh, just by downloading it off of the website at castle.org backslash guide. Or if you just go on the website and look under uh, program guide, you'll find it. And there are, I should tell you too, there are two separate ones. There's one for pre-K and elementary and one for middle and high school programs. Got it. So educators can find the recommended program guides. And Coming at it from the point of view of someone who's worked with schools with a program, and I'm going back, uh, I started in, within the schools in Arizona in 2014. This is just as Panorama Education was coming out with measuring, and there, there wasn't really any guidelines for vendors on how to create a program that was evidence-based. Do you think Castle will ever have a webinar series or any sort of guidelines for vendors? Because I know I've seen your program guides at the middle and high school level, and I'd love to see more programs in there. But how would a vendor go through the process of um, proving efficacy? Are there steps that people should take, do you think? Yes. Well, so let me answer that in two ways. So the first is we actually are working on developing new resources that will help prospective vendors fully understand the process and the criteria that's being considered um, for getting included in the guide. And so more to come on that soon. With respect to what's available right now, we have an open submission window that opens every fall. And to apply to be reviewed, programs must have already conducted an RCT, a randomized control trial, or a quasi-experimental study that speaks to the effectiveness of the program. Um, the content currently being reviewed, and we are evaluating the criteria for program review right now, but the current, to expand that, but the program review process right now requires programs to address the content in the Castle 5 competencies framework. And for new vendors that are partnering with local universities or looking for research, that's a really good way for, um, for vendors to really get started to really establish the evidence-based. 
Got it. I, we did an interview with WISE, the virtual reality, and they were following all the steps the right way. Um, they had been partnered up with a, a local university for their research. And I just thought, wow, that's great that they're following the steps. And I think back to um, the fact that I just didn't know what steps to follow and thinking about all the other vendors out there. So that's very helpful to give people direction on that. And where do you envision social emotional learning going in the next five years? Do you ever think that it will be just as important as the core subject? Um, well, that's, to, to, I guess, to me, that's really, a, that's an interesting and a funny question, right? So it, will it ever be as important? That suggests that there is um, an either or condition. And we actually think it's a both and, right? All learning is social and emotional. And when we look at the systemic uh, social and emotional um, framework, what we know and recognize is that social and emotional skills and competencies are important. And in order to create effective classrooms, I focus on the learning environment and creating conditions that, that are healthy, safe, and supportive for kids is really important. And when you do that, not only do kids develop greater social and emotional skill and competence, but they also do better academically. And when social and emotional learning is integrated into academics, that's really the where the magic happens. We recognize that attending to the social, the emotional, and the academic lives of kids is essential. And our hope is that five years from now, more schools will, will prioritize those things um, because all learning is social and emotional. Absolutely, definitely. And Karen, I wanna thank you so much for your time today to meet with us here and take a deeper dive into everything you offer at Castle. So for people who want to learn more, I'll put the website, it's castle.org. And I've listed all everything we've spoken about in the show notes as quick links for anyone that wants to click on them. I'll put screenshots. And you mentioned your Castle Cares initiative um, in the very beginning. There's also a weekly webinar series. Is there anything else that you think is important for people to know about Castle? Yeah, I think, um... It would be good for listeners to know that Castle is constantly engaged in new advancements in social and emotional learning in research and practice and in policy. And, you know, it is an evolving field and an evolving organization with evolving sets of partners. And so, you know, I think if you're interested in understanding the really the nuts and bolts of implementation if you're interested in understanding how states can create conditions that enable broad adoption of SEL, or if you want to keep up with the synthesis and the curation of research, Castle's a really great place to go and, a, and a, I think a good resource for people doing the work. Well, thank you so much for answering all my questions. I'm a huge fan of everything that you're doing at Castle, a huge follower. Thanks so much for your time. Great. Thank you, Andrea. 
If you're enjoying the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning podcast, please don't forget to subscribe so you'll stay up to date with our new episodes. While you're there, please feel free to give us a review or a five-star rating as it helps others find us. For more information on our programs, books, and tools for schools and the workplace, visit us at www.achieveit360.com. 